in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let us read some verses from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. For the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Grace of God the Father be with all of us. Uh, St. Paul went to Greece and Corinth is part of Greece. And as you know, uh, Corinth is a city or the country 
of philosophy. And for them, as he explained in chapter 1, to speak about the cross and to tell them God became man and then God is crucified, this for the Greek is considered foolishness. For the Greek is considered foolishness. As we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse 22 and 23, the Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after a wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greek foolishness. So the Greek actually will think about the preaching of St. Paul, that's foolishness. And maybe if you remember the praxis of today, uh, when St. Paul spoke to them about the resurrection of Christ, they heard him in uh, uh, Athens. But once he started speaking about the resurrection of Christ, they actually left him and told him, when we'll have time, we will hear from you again. Uh, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, they mocked. They mocked him. While others said, we will hear you again on this matter. So that is the mind of the Greek. That's why when Paul went to Greece, he was very afraid. I'm speaking uh, human-wise. How he actually confront these people. Yes, he knows that the power of God was him, but as a human being, he was afraid. That's why in the chapter we read in verse 3, he said, I was with you in weakness, in fear and in much trembling. But how he can handle this situation? He has he had actually two options. Either to rely on the wisdom of speech and the persuasive words, because that this is the language that the Greek understand. Or to rely on the power of God that was manifested in the resurrection of Christ. And this is what God actually promised the apostles when he told them, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. Then St. Paul made a decision. No, I will rely on the power of God that was manifested in his resurrection. So he told them, when I came to you, did not come with the excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. He did not study philosophy for the sake of just persuading them with the persuasive words of philosophy. No. And he did not try to hide the core of Christianity, which is the crucifixion or uh, and the resurrection. Because it was in his ability to go and preach some virtues, beautiful virtues, 
forgiveness, humbleness, love. But if he hide the core of Christianity, the crucifixion and the resurrection, then he is not preaching Christ. The focus of the apostles to preach the resurrection of Christ. This was the focus of their message. That's why he said, for I determined, he made a decision. Whether you mock me, whether you consider what I'm saying foolishness, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And if they speak, he, he going to speak about crucifixion, he will speak about resurrection. But he was convinced that he will be able to convince them not through the persuasive word of speech, but through the power, demonstration of the spirit and of power. As he said, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. No, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. And this is the first point I will stop here. Uh, we as Sunday school servants, to what extent we rely on the Holy Spirit and the power of the Spirit and the power of God in our ministry? I was uh, doing visitation with one of the fathers here in the diocese. And actually, I saw him before we knock in any door. He makes the sign of the cross, and then actually he prostrate to the, to the earth. He bowed down and thing, and his hand touches the earth in prayer. So, this father, when he enter each house. He does not enter the house relying on his wisdom or in his relationship and connection with his family or on the persuasive words of human wisdom. But he enters relying on the Spirit of God. Relying on the Spirit of God. In the same way, we are Sunday school servant. We should before we prepare the lesson, we stand and we pray before God that the words that we are preparing will not be our words, but the words of the Holy Spirit. Before we go to Sunday school and we give the lesson, we need actually to pray and lift our hearts to God that the words we utter will not be our words, but the words of the Spirit. Before visitation, we need also to do the same, to pray and ask God to be with us in this visit. In everything we do, we should be relying on God. So, as St. Paul said, that your faith should not be in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Not in wisdom of men, 
but in the power of God. Does this mean that we will not speak in wisdom at all? Definitely not. Because if we are speaking in the power of God, God is a, is a wisdom. That's why in verse 6 he said, however we speak wisdom, don't actually believe the Greek when they say what we are speaking is foolishness. No, we are speaking with wisdom. But who will understand our wisdom? Those who are mature, among those who are mature. Not the wisdom of this age, nor of the ruler of this age who are coming to nothing. So we are not speaking the wisdom of this age, but the wisdom of God, which will be understood only by those who are mature, spiritually mature. That's why he said, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our, for our glory. Let's understand that the second point I like to address. The wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for what? For our glory. So, before even the creation of the world, God foreknew everything happens. And God ordained everything and planned everything. God is not reactive. Don't think that God actually after the fall of Adam and Eve, he start to think, what should I do? How can I save them? And then he actually made the economy of salvation. No. The economy of salvation, God ordained even before ages, even before the creation of the world, even before the foundation of the universe. And this was the most hidden. If you ask anyone before Christ, how God would save the people, no one can say the mystery of incarnation and uh, crucifixion and resurrection and ascension. Yes, there were many prophecies, but these prophecies were vague. Vague. Like we have now many prophecies about the end of the world. But these prophecies are so vague until actually these event, events will be fulfilled, then we will understand these prophecies. So it was hidden until it is revealed. The wisdom of God in a mystery. What is this mystery? The mystery of the incarnation of the Son of God. The mystery of the crucifixion. The mystery of resurrection. The mystery of ascension. All this is a mystery. No one can understand the real meaning of incarnation or the real depth of crucifixion or the real power of resurrection. What we understand is what's revealed to us and according to our ability.
That's why he said, in a mystery. Yes, God revealed it to us. And now those who are spiritual mature understand this mystery. But I want to to focus on this word for our glory. For our glory. Usually when we speak, we say for example, may God bless your ministry for the glory of God. May God help you in our ministry or in our service for his own glory, etc. Usually we say for the glory of God. But here St. Paul did not say this wisdom which God ordained before the ages for his own glory. But he said for our glory. For our glory. And this is the mystery of the incarnation and crucifixion and resurrection. So the resurrection as the Lord rose from the dead with glory and ascended to heaven and was seated on the right hand of the Father in glory, this glory became ours for our own glory, as St. Paul said. When we unite with Christ, when we unite with him through the sacraments of the church, that's why there are sacraments. Baptism, chrismation, uh, confession, communion. Through these sacraments, we are united with Christ. And then if we are one of Christ, his glory will be our glory. Will be glorified in him and with him. So, how to serve with power? Through asking the Holy Spirit and also through preaching the mystery of God or the wisdom of God in a mystery, the mystery of crucifixion and salvation. Any lesson should actually emphasize on the power of resurrection because this power is what going to help us in our life. Because if Christ did not rise from the dead, you are in your sins, as St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You are in your sins, and your faith is futile if Christ did not rise. That's why we need, we need to preach the crucifixion. And if the rulers of this age knew the wisdom of God, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But this wisdom, when we understand it, for our own glory, it's beyond, beyond our comprehension. That's why St. Paul said, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have come upon the heart of man. The things, the glory which God prepared for those who love him. This glory... Can, can you comprehend? Can anyone comprehend? What does this mean? That the glory of God will be our glory after he said in, um, in the Old Testament, my glory, I will not give it to anyone. Uh, in, in bright Saturday, 
in the fraction of Friday Saturday. There is a word that I want you to think about. We say, you are the high priest of the good things to come, who ascended into the heavens and has become higher than the heavens, who went within the veil to the holy place of the holies. Focus on what I'm going to say. The place into which anyone of human nature cannot enter. So the Holy of Holies, the heaven of heavens, anyone with human nature cannot enter. Let us see the the mystery of, of God that he prepared for us. That which an eye has not seen nor ear heard. Neither have come upon the heart of man. If you ask anyone, can you enter the heaven of heavens? He will tell you, absolutely not. This is a place no one with human nature can enter. Then let me tell you what God ordained for us. God took our humanity, our perfect humanity, and then he ascended into the heaven of heavens, and he entered into the heaven of heavens. Can anyone stop him? No, because he is God. So, God entered by our humanity into the heaven of heavens, the place into which no one with human nature can enter, but no one can stop God. Why God did all of this? Why? So that when I am in him, united with him, and I'm abiding in him, and he is in me, in him, I can enter into the heaven of heavens. So what was impossible for us to enter into the heaven of heavens? Because this place, no one with human nature can enter. Now it is possible through the crucifixion and through the resurrection of Christ. This is the mystery. This is the wisdom in in ministry. This is what St. Paul said, no eye has seen, nor ear heard, neither have come upon the heart of man. No one actually thought it can be possible that we enter into the Holy of Holies, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That's why in our service, when we preach the resurrection with its power, Through the resurrection, now we have access into the Holy of the Holies. So, that's the power of resurrection. And this actually is revealed by God for us, as we read in verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. All of us who have the Holy Spirit. And the revelation of the mysteries of God actually now is possible for us because we have the Holy Spirit. But the mysteries of God are revealed to those who fear Him. Sir Allah
So the mysteries of God are revealed to those who love God. The mystery of God is for those who reveal Him. And St. Paul explained to us why, why through the Holy Spirit we can understand the mystery of God. He said because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, actually searches all things, yes, the deep things of God, because He is one with the Father and the, Holy, and the Son, He is God. And He gave us example. What man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Who know you? Who knows you very well? Your spirit. No one can know you very well like the like your spirit. In the same way, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And after baptism and chrismation we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? Why God gave us his spirit to dwell in us? You become the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abiding in you. So that we know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Some of us Although all of us who are baptized and received the Holy Spirit, but some of us grieving the Holy Spirit, others quenching the Holy Spirit, others resisting the Holy Spirit. But when we are filled with the Spirit, then the mystery of God and the mystery of the power of resurrection, as he said, that I may know, know him and the power of his resurrection. To understand this power of resurrection, you cannot understand it except through the Spirit of God. And St. Paul repeat again, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. The problem of this generation, again, as I said in the sermon this morning, they don't compare spiritual things with spiritual things. They want to understand spiritual things with science. You cannot understand spiritual things with science. St. Paul made it very clear. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. That's why St. Paul classified people into three groups of people. One group called them the natural, another group the carnal, and the third group the spiritual. What's the difference between the three groups? The carnal led by the desires of the flesh. The natural led by their mind and the human wisdom. And the spiritual led by the spirit of God. So he said, what we are saying the natural man that he relies on his mind cannot or does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now we see some even Christian 
they cast doubt on the story of creation. They cast doubt on the story of the Ark of Noah. They cast doubt on the first 11 chapters in the book of Genesis. They say the whole scripture may have uh, mistakes when just the whole scripture is infallible when we speak about the economy of salvation. But other than this, it can have mistakes. And actually, they disregard the, the tradition. And now they are try, trying to make um, the, the, the philosophy, I'm seeing the philosophy, not the mystery, of salvation based on their mind, what their mind can accept. And because their mind cannot accept, for example, penal substitution, they reject this completely. They reject many things. They reject original sin. Why? Why they are disregarding the holy tradition? What Athanasius mentioned and what Kirillus mentioned. Why they are disregarding this? Because now they rely on their mind. They became natural men, not spiritual. One of the contemporary theologians made a comment about the incarnation of the Logos. This book that's written by St. Athanasius. And he said, because if you read this book and you study it very well, he spoke about the original sin, he spoke about the penal substitution, everything. But he said, no, St. Athanasius just want to persuade the people with reason they can understand. But this is not the true understanding of salvation. So the contemporary theologians made themselves understand better than Athanasius. And they have the courage and, and they dare to, to, to criticize Athanasius and to say that this book, Incarnation of the Locus, is wrong. Unfortunately, many of those who claim to be theologians, they are, they became natural men. Natural men. They are relying on persuasive word of the human wisdom. And they say, no one can understand how an ark will actually accommodate all these animals. So they reject the idea of the ark. And, and many, many things they rejected because they became natural men, but to give them excuse. Because the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. They are foolishness to him. Because spiritual things compared only with the spiritual. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Do you want to understand the mystery of salvation? Do you want to understand the mystery of incarnation? Do you want to understand the mystery of uh, the resurrection? Only spiritual uh, discern when you are filled with the Spirit. And in our ministry, in our service at Sunday School, please don't try on the persuasive words of the human wisdom. It will make you frustrated. It will make you frustrated. Because the human wisdom, the human mind,
cannot accept the things of the spirit. Cannot. Because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. He can judge everything. He's spiritual. He's led by the spiritual of God. Has the spirit of discernment. As St. Paul said, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Who can say that I have the mind of God and I will teach Christ? No one can say this. But we who have the Holy Spirit in us, we have the mind of, of Christ. So these are some principles uh, we need actually to pay attention in our ministry. In our ministry. Um, number one, we should rely on the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God. If you want your ministry to be war- powerful, don't rely on the persuasive words of wisdom but rely on the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of the Spirit. Number two, we need to preach the wisdom of God in mystery. And this mystery is revealed by His Spirit to those who fear Him. This mystery is a revelation. Revelation. It's not philosophy. It's not a hypothesis. It's not a theory you make. It is revelation. Whatever God revealed to us, then this is it. Comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. You cannot understand the mystery of God by trying to understand it or comprehend it with your mind. Your mind is limited. But comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. When you are filled with the Spirit, then you will have the mind of Christ. And when you have the mind of Christ, you will be able to understand spiritually the things that other people who are natural cannot understand. Then, the, the, the last point, St. Paul uh, said in, in, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you will not be able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. In chapter 2 he spoke about how the wisdom of God we speak among the mature, as we read in verse 6, however we speak wisdom among those who are mature. And I said spiritually mature. Spiritual mature are the spiritual people. But there are people who are babes in Christ. They are believers, but they are babes. And St. Paul said the babes in Christ are the carnal. Babes in Christ are carnal. How do you know whether you are infant in Christ or spiritually mature? He said, for you are still carnal, for where there is envy, strife, divisions among you, 
Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So when we behave or conduct ourselves like the rest of the world, we become carnal. And here we cannot actually understand the mystery of God. All what we can understand is just the milk. I feed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you are not able to receive it. Even now, you are not still able. As Sunday school servant, we need to focus on the spiritual maturity of our children. Because some servants, usually, they use this verse in a wrong way. They say, why you teach uh, in Sunday school theology? Why you teach them about the difficult things of the Bible. The Saint Paul said, Saint Paul said, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. Saint Paul actually was blaming them, was telling them, you are not mature, you are still carnal. That's why I cannot feed you with solid food. I only can feed you with uh, milk. I feed you with So he is not putting a principle. He is blaming them. He is rebuking them. If you see, if you are a parent and you see your son or your daughter after 12 years or 15 years cannot eat solid food, cannot digest solid food, then there is something wrong in their health. Something wrong and need to be treated. In the same way, if our children who are 12 or 15 or 18 or 19, they still need milk and they cannot eat solid food, then there is a problem. Then there is a problem in our service. There is a problem in Sunday school. And this problem will need to be addressed. If your children, if you want your children to say with St. Paul that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the uh, fellowship of his suffering, they should be spiritually mature. No one can say it. Yes, everyone can recite it after me. But no one can say it while comprehending the power of resurrection and the fellowship of suffering except those who are spiritually mature. All of us who can repeat it and can recite it, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. But do you, do you comprehend what you are saying? Do you know what does it mean, the power of resurrection? And in the same way, our children, they can recite this verse, they can memorize it, but they cannot live it until they are spiritually mature. So we need actually to help our children. And first, we ourselves should grow into spiritually mature, spiritual maturity. Then we can understand the power of his resurrection. St. Paul spoke about spiritual maturity also in Hebrews chapter 5. When he said to the people, he told them, uh, of Christ we have much to say. We have much to say. 
but hard to explain. Why hard to explain? Since you have become dull of hearing, you cannot hear these things well. Why? For though by this time you ought to be teachers, but still you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And instead of you become teachers, you still need someone to teach you ABC of the oracles of God. And have you have come to need milk and not solid food. Again, you need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in word of righteousness. If that's all what you feed your children, or if that's all what you yourself is fed with, then he said, he who partakes only of milk is unskilled of the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. He is lacking discernment. Children, for example, can hold knife to play with it, and they're going to hurt themselves. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, who are mature. That is, those by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So, with the spiritual maturity, you can actually discern between good and evil, between right doctrine and false doctrine, between right teaching and false teaching, because you will not be a natural man anymore. You will be a spiritual person, and you compare spiritual things with spiritual things. So, to understand the power of the resurrection of Christ, the power of the resurrection, we need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. We need to have the demonstration of the Spirit and power. We need to follow the revelation of God. We need to have the mind of Christ. We need not to be carnal, but to grow into spiritual maturity. Otherwise, we cannot say that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.